Hi, thanks for joining us online. We're glad that you've chosen to access this message. It's so encouraging to know that God is using the ministry of Portico Community Church to touch the hearts and lives of people all across the world. If you have a story to share or a prayer request, we would love to hear from you at info at porticocanada.ca. To support our ministry, you can donate online by clicking on the donate button at the top right of your screen. Once again, we're so glad that you've joined us. It's our prayer that this message from God's Word will deeply impact your life. It's beginning to look a lot like, yeah, open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 18. Uh, Today we are starting a new series called Finding Christmas. Is anyone finding their money missing over Christmas? Raise your hands. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, How about this? Uh, Where are my early shoppers? You're done now. You're done your Christmas shopping even before you started. Okay. How about online? Do we have early shoppers? You're all like, yep, absolutely. Okay. How about my late shoppers? Raise your hands. Yes. Oh, wow. Majority of people. Okay. And how about my online shoppers? You're excited for like Cyber Monday and all of that. Raise your hands. Oh, lovely. In my family, in my family, I'm the spender, and my wife is the saver. And uh, we're, we're both really good with money, but she loves, she loves finding any kind of deal. We'll often, we'll go to the mall or we'll go to the store, and, and we'll, uh, we'll be looking at different items, clothing and stuff like that, and, and uh, I'll look at something, I'll be like, hey, babe, look, like, 20% off, not bad. She'll walk up to it, take a look at it, and go, should be 25, and just walk away. And, and like, she's just, she's always looking for the deal, and, and she's always getting on me for, for wanting to find more deals. Daniel, you need to start, like, looking for more deals when it comes to these things. Don't get regular price items. And I said, babe, you married this. This, this hunk of a man, this is what you get, right? And, and, and she's always trying to convince me of this, and I just keep on telling her the only reason I buy nice things is to be fair to the full price items. I don't want to play favorites. And, and so I'm just very intentional with that. Well, anyways, her being a saver, recently she was on Facebook Marketplace, and she was looking for some different gifts. And she finds this tent that would be for Noah. I think actually we have a picture of it. She found this tent, and it was a great deal, great price. And and so just to be safe, she messaged them, and she said, hey, I'm very interested in this tent, but do you have something other than a stock photo? Do you have something more real life? And uh, this is what they sent. Yeah, no. And you know what, I I actually find Christmas can be a lot like this. This is what Christmas can be like. When we think of the holidays, it it appears to be peaceful and perfect, like the stock photo, but in reality, it looks a lot like this tent. It's kind of chaotic. You know, from everything from shopping to uh, shopping to parties to baking to cooking, cleaning, crowded stores and constantly blessing people as they take your, spar- your, your parking spot in the mall, right? Just so you have to do another loop again and then someone takes that spot again and you bless them again and, you know, go with God. 
right? Like, it, it just seems that the, the Christmas season is actually pretty, pretty busy. It's a pretty busy time, and we find ourselves constantly in the midst of chaos. In our story today, Joseph was someone who found themselves thrown in the midst of chaos. So why don't we look at verse 18 in our Bibles today? It says that this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When, G uh, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Can you imagine, can you imagine how Joseph felt in that moment when Mary told him the news? I, I heard a, a famous quote by a, a boxer by the name of Mike Tyson, and he said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And, and I think that's what chaos feels like. It's like a, a punch in the mouth. For Joseph, this was supposed to be the beginning of the best years of his life. As a newly engaged man, he had plans, but circumstances have changed. And suddenly, now he's perplexed, he's, he's frustrated, he's wrestling with anxiety, he's probably stressed out in how to respond to something he never saw coming. And usually that's how chaos works, we don't see it coming. And historically, very little is known about Joseph, and yet what we do know about him is just enough to reveal a lot about his character. And chaos has a way of bringing that out in us. And I think how Joseph responded in the moment is timely for us today, because like Joseph, often we can initially feel like we've only got two options when crisis comes. We can either fight or flight. We can, we can either fight through it and, and hopefully come out on top or flight. We can, we can run from it because it's not worth the headache and it's not worth the heartache. But what if there was another option? What if in the midst of chaos, even though all these things are happening around you, there was another option in the midst of it all? Personally, I know that in the midst of chaos, I can probably justify anything because of the situation, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be right. I have to be careful with that. So maybe the more correct uh, question that we need to ask ourselves today is what is the Christ-centered response in the midst of chaos? 
when we look at Joseph and his response to chaos, the first thing he does is pause. He takes a breath. He stops, takes a breather, and he thinks about it before responding. Matthew 120 says that he actually considered. He was considering, he was thinking about, he was stopping. When Mary told him the news, he, he took a, a step back and he just thought for a moment. He, he, he walked away and, and thought about it. He, he considered this, all these things that Mary had told him and, and what he thought he was going to do. He considered it and then an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph has this incredibly tough decision to make and so he paused in the midst of it, and thought about what Mary had said. The Bible actually says that Joseph was a righteous man. He was, he was faithful to the law. So we can actually assume that in the midst of all of this, that Joseph was praying, that Joseph prayed about it. He was a just man. He was a, a righteous man. But being just, he also knew that it wasn't something that he could just sweep under the rug It's not like when guests come over and you throw the stuff into another room and hope that they don't ask for a tour of the house, right? You ever been there? Hey, like, can I see your basement? No. No, you cannot. This is the room you may see. This is all we have for you, right? Well, how about the upstairs? That's also a negative, right? Enjoy this space, right? We, we can't do that. Joseph couldn't do that in the moment because he had all this added pressure, especially because in that moment, at that time in history, it was totally different when it comes to the Jewish civil law. In that moment, Joseph could sign uh, divorce papers, but it was also at the same time in history that if, if word got around of this unfaithfulness that Mary had, that that the Jewish authorities could actually take her and stone her for this. They could kill her because of this. And the Bible says that that Joseph loved her, that he operated both justly, but he also wanted to operate with love too. So he paused, he thought about it, he stopped what he was doing. In the same way, when we find ourselves in the midst of chaos, how we respond in that, uh, in that moment determines what uh, the outcome may be more times than not. You don't want to make that impulsive decision. You don't want to just assume fight or, or flight in the midst of it because if you do and you make the, the wrong decision, it could go really bad really quickly. You ever been there before? where you make a, a decision just impulsively and you're just, you're just out there and suddenly you're like, I went from being the victim to now I'm a terrible human being. Okay, right? You, you ever been there where you were maybe a little bit, you made a quick decision, you made a comment because you felt threatened and you were tired and you were frustrated and it didn't help the situation at all, right? It, it actually maybe made things worse. That's why there is value in pausing in the midst of chaos, pausing and praying. Chaos doesn't stop, but we do. That was something that Jesus was known for in the midst of chaos. Jesus was known as someone who would 
constantly in, in, in moments that were, were a little bit more tense. He was known as a guy that would just take time. He would back off from the situation. He would, he would step away. He would actually withdraw and go to the wilderness and pray. And I think there's value in that when it comes to pausing and praying. It's, it's good to pause because our feelings are not always an accurate measure of what's right and wrong to do in the moment. Joseph thought he was doing the right thing by divorcing Mary quietly, but God had another idea in mind. Maybe, maybe just, just maybe, God is wanting to show you or remind you of something different in the midst of chaos as well. And so that moment you take to pause and pray will make a world of difference. Because here's what I believe. I believe that when we stop and pray and bring our problems to God in the midst of chaos, God won't leave you confused. A lot of the times we can think that that's maybe who God is. He's, he's a God of confusion. Right, we, we, we have this thought or feeling that you know, maybe God is in heaven and you're going through crisis and he's just standing back and he's going, hey angels, check this out. I'm gonna really confuse this person. It's gonna be hilarious. Like, let's just see how they respond. We can think that about God, but that's not his character at all. That's not who he is. God is not a God of confusion. He won't leave you confused. He'll clear up your doubts. He'll teach you what to do next. Now, it doesn't remove the responsibility of thinking, of taking the time to step back and process and use your brain, but if we pause and pray, God will not lead you astray. He will guide you. But once we hear from God, we have to embrace what he says, to have the willingness to respond in a, in a very different way than maybe you were feeling or you were thinking. And that's exactly what Joseph did. He embraced what God told him to do. Matthew 1, 24, it says that when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. You know, it's an interesting thought in this story. Mary was in the story no matter what. She wasn't going anywhere. Joseph allowed himself to stay in the story. He could have been an absentee father. This could have been a fight or flight moment where he just, out of his feelings, he responded. He could have been that absentee father, but instead, he embraced the story. The Bible shows us that he immediately changes his plans, and he obeys God. Now, I'm sure that Joseph's family and friends would have thought differently. They probably would have disapproved of what he was doing because of the, the social stigma and everything that went with it. You know, a lot of people, if, if, if Joseph were to obey God and, and take Mary to be his wife, a lot of people would suddenly think that Joseph was probably a little less innocent in all of this. 
And then on top of that, at that time especially, this was a terrible thing to do, to, to have a, a child out of, of wedlock. And so the, the society, the people, the town would have constantly just been pointing the finger at him and, and them and, and treating them differently. And yet Joseph is quick to respond and, and he does what everyone else probably would have said don't do. And he does it because he knew it was right. He embraced God's will. He embraced God's plan, trusting that God would be with him and see it through. I find, I find often we expect God to remove us from the chaos. Maybe it's chaos that we've created. Maybe it's chaos that someone else has started. But I find often more times than not that instead of getting us out, that God's wanting to use us in the midst of it, that he wants to work through us in the chaos in order to fulfill his purpose. If you think about it when you look at this story, God's will was that Joseph would be smack dab in the middle of chaos. That was God's will in that moment. So maybe we shouldn't be so quick to get out. We shouldn't be so quick to want to get out. We shouldn't be so quick to say, God, get me out of this right now. This is uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. Do something. Maybe, rather, we need to pause and pray that God will help us, that God will give us the strength that we need, that God will give us the courage that we need to overcome this, and that God would use us while we're in this. That's what Jesus did right before he was crucified. He had this fight or flight moment where these feelings, these honest, raw feelings are coming out as he stepped away from the crowd and he's, he's, he's on his knees before God and he's, he's just talking to God and, and he says in Mark 14, he says, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. This is a fight or flight moment. Jesus is responding, he sees, he sees the future, he sees the, the struggles that's about to take place if he's crucified, and not just the pain and suffering, but also the sin that he has to take on for humanity. He sees that all and he says, if it's possible, take this from me. But here's the difference. He says, but not my will, but your will be done. That's the potential fight or flight moment, but he chooses God's will instead. God, I choose that your will be done in this moment. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's in the hardest, most chaotic season that God uses people. That God shapes people and it reminds me that even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. You are with me. 
Christmas doesn't remove the chaos in my life, but it does remind me who stepped into chaos to bring me peace that passes all understanding. And you can have that peace when, in, when you embrace God's will in the midst of chaos. When you pause, when you pray, and when you embrace God's will. Finally, if the band can come up, we need to reframe. Reframe. The strength of what we believe is measured by how much we are willing to follow through on those beliefs. How far are you willing to walk with God in the midst of chaos? Verse 25, Joseph, the Bible says, he did the final thing that God told him to do. Joseph named him Jesus. Culturally, this, this doesn't make sense. Culturally speaking, he would have named this child, this boy, a name that was in Joseph's lineage, a name like Uzziah or Zadok, even though I probably wouldn't choose that one. He'd name him Joseph even. And yet instead, he names him Jesus. You know, past this moment, not much is known about Joseph and how long he lived. We know that the last time he's mentioned in the Bible is actually when Jesus is 12 years old. But here's what we do know about Joseph after this encounter with God. We do know that Joseph trained his son to be a carpenter. We know that he made sure that he had a good spiritual training in Nazareth and that he took the whole family on yearly trips to Jerusalem for the Passover, something that Jesus ended up doing far into his adult years. Joseph reframed his life because what God said. He said, I'm going to honor God in the midst of chaos. The strength of what we believe is measured how far we are willing to follow through on those beliefs. And Joseph made a statement saying, I will follow God in the midst of the chaos. Your response to chaos reveals your character and where you stand. And maybe where you're standing today, whether you're here in the room or if you're online, is you are finding yourself in the midst of chaos. And maybe this is a chaos that's happened even before the Christmas season even started. Maybe there's chaos going in, in, in your mind. It's just these, the, you can't turn it off. It's this constant frustration. There's this constant anxiety and depression and pressure and uh, these feelings of negativity and struggles. And you're constantly wrestling with this morning, afternoon, and night, and it just won't stop. Maybe you're in the midst of chaos in family life. Things are, things are tough at home. Maybe the marriage is tough right now and you're wrestling through all these different things and you don't know what the next steps are. Maybe your kids are, are doing their thing and you're doing yours and there's such a divide going on right now and you don't know how to make it whole. Maybe you're here and, and it's work life that's the, just unbalanced. 
you're in the midst of chaos at work, all these expectations, the hours are long and it's affecting you and it's affecting your family. Or maybe even you've just recently been let go from work and you're wondering the next steps. Maybe it's that finances are tight this season or people are sick around you and you're scratching your head wondering, how did it get to this? What am I to do next? You're feeling overwhelmed. Your stress meter is running high. You can only handle so much and now it's too much. You're trying to find peace. You try to find help in the midst of chaos, but everything you've done so far isn't making a difference. Let me tell you today, I actually think it's timely that at the end of this chapter, it ends with the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that can give you the peace that you need. Jesus is the one that can save you. Jesus is the one that can heal you. Jesus is the one that can redeem you and redeem that relationship. Jesus is the one that will give you the wisdom you need. Jesus is the one that will give you the strength to overcome and the courage to overcome. And Jesus is the one that can lead you in the next chapter of your life. Peace has come and his name is Jesus. When you find yourself in the midst of chaos, pause. Pause. Embrace. Reframe. And watch as Jesus works in and through you for his glory and for your good. Let's pray. Father, there are some of us today in the room and online, and this is a season where things are going really well, and we thank you for that. But God, there are also others who are really struggling right now. They're in the midst of chaos, and and every day is a, a fight or flight moment. And I pray, God, that in the midst of this all, that you would be more present than they could ever have imagined. God, that in the midst of this, God, that you would reveal your character, that you would reveal your love and that you would be with them. God, that you would direct them in the next steps. God, that you would give wisdom, that you would give strength and courage, that you would guide them, Father, through the chaos, through this all. Father, that they would come out on top, even more of a praise God moment, changed from the inside out because of what you're doing, what you've done. And God, that in the midst of chaos, you would bring a peace that passes all understanding. So Lord, we commit this to you. In our season that we find ourselves right now, God, we ask your will to be done. That you would lead us and direct us and comfort us, we pray. Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks for watching today. Be sure to check out our other messages on this page, and you can also watch us live online every Sunday morning at 1010 a.m. Don't forget, share your story or send us a prayer request by emailing info at porticocanada.ca. You can also stay connected by liking our Facebook page or following us on Twitter at PorticoCC. 